Bipartisan legislation to help prevent the spread of tuberculosis through transplanted human cell and tissue products has been introduced by a group of lawmakers from Michigan after an outbreak last year of tuberculosis and transplanted bone graft material led to serious health complications and deaths for patients across the country, including here in Michigan. And also given the recent events surrounding President Biden's visit to Michigan and the growing tensions over U.S. support for Israel's actions in Gaza, we thought it'd be valuable to welcome back to the JR Morning Show Democratic Congresswoman Debbie Dingell representing Michigan's 6th District. Congresswoman, good morning. Good morning to all of you. I hope it's Groundhog Day, so happy Groundhog Day. <laughs> and Phil, Feels like it Phil apparently yeah. did not see his shadow, so it's going to be an early spring. That's the latest from NBC. And now we're all immensely relieved with that. Yes, we are. We can go forward with our lives. Now, about 150... Uh, pro-Palestinian demonstrators, Congresswoman, they were protesting outside that Warren Union Hall yesterday. Uh, you know, they, they're upset that they haven't had a dialogue with the president. Is he planning on meeting with our uh, Arab community anytime soon? Have you spoken to him about it? Have you guys had some type of conversation? So, first of all, I think any conversations between me and the president are private. Um, I want to say to you that yesterday was a good trip. Uh, he fully understands uh, the concerns of the Arab American community probably did not understand as, how do I say, I, it was very emotional. And uh, there are a lot of things that are happening diplomatically. The White House recognizes that they need to be bringing their policy people in and having conversations with the community. You're going to see this happen. This community, is, I mean, I, I talked to the president very candidly. I lived in Dearborn for 40 years. Uh, and it, it was, uh, I think you're going to, there are many things that are happening diplomatically that cannot be spoken about. Mm-hmm. I, we're, this community is losing people. It's got so many family members over there. They have no place to live, have no food. They have no water. I told him, it was a private conversation, but I told him about how I have constituents who call me crying because they don't even have salt water. People can't even imagine people without water. So uh, I, 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 I know that there will be active engagement by the White House with the community, with policymakers, and um, I think he understands all sides of the issue. Congresswoman, I believe you mean they don't have fresh water, correct? And that's well, right. But yeah. you understand if you're talking to people over there, you don't. I, this isn't one conversation I have. I've had this conversation with seven or eight people in the last three or four weeks who were calling me, who are drinking salt water because it's mm. the only water that are available, right. Right. and they're in tears. I have a doctor who's a surgeon at the University of Michigan who's got. His father, his stepmother, and have siblings over there who understands the health dangers. I I cannot tell you. Look, what Hamas did was a terrorist act. But what's happening in Palestine? More than thirty thousand people have died. More than twelve thousand children have died. Mm-hmm. We have to get humanitarian aid there, and we're not getting enough in. So it's complicated. But the president has to show that he really does under which he's going to. Uh, talk more about how he does know what's going on there. And how well, can he redeem himself? Yesterday, we heard this group called Abandon Biden that said he's beyond redemption. We we don't need to hear anything more from him. 
But here's my follow-up question to that. There was this protest inside Fordson High School, and there's this quote that the president could make a phone call tomorrow and put an end to all of this. He has chosen not to. Is that oversimplified? Way oversimplified. Uh, I wish that foreign policy was this easy. When, when, you know, look at what's happening in too many other countries overseas. The world's in a very dangerous place. Uh, I, I mean, I have some very strong feelings on some things that would happen, and I'm not going to should happen. Um, I mean, we all support a two-state solution. Palestine people have to have a place to go. Uh, we got Netanyahu saying, you know, he's not going to support a two-state solution. That's all got to be dealt with. But you can't just make one phone call. There are things that are happening. I think you're going to see more things happening. I was clear that this community wants to see a ceasefire and won't be open. But I, And I don't want to get... I, for me, this isn't about getting... The voices of, I think, the community deserves respect. It needs to be listened to. But it's about saving the lives of the people that are in Gaza and Palestine right yeah. now. And they want to and hear from a past future. And it shouldn't be politicized right now. Right. It should be go straight forward. And I'm not, I mean, if you look at all the things that Donald Trump has said, uh, from calling them vermin to that they poison the blood of this country, they should be deported. He's not got the Muslim ban. But I, that's, let's have that discussion further down the road. Let's get the people of Palestine safe. Right. The, innocent, the children. The innocent, yeah. especially the children. And as I keep saying to people, a Jewish baby and a Palestinian baby are both babies. Mm-hmm. Children mm-hmm. should be able to live safely mm-hmm. with food and health care. And the, in the store, I, these are people here that live here, are our neighbors right. who, I mean, one man's lost 30 Family members, the the surge. There's a group of doctors going over um, to do an emergency medical mission, taking supplies with them. Their lives are in danger doing this. It's we've got to we've got to end what's going on over there right now and find a permanent path to peace. But that permanent path to peace, we don't want terrorism. You cannot you cannot condone what Hamas did in any way, shape, or form. But innocent people are dying on both sides. We are seeing some bipartisan action on this uh, transplant bill. And uh, it, it, it is astonishing, Debbie, that a transplant organ is not tested for tuberculosis. What will this legislation do? And again, it, it appears you have a, a folks from both sides of the aisle. John Molinar and I have been doing this together. Um, it, I, actually, he, he did not totally realize this. A doctor from the University of Michigan called me because he told me about this patient that had died. And John, someone who works for John, it was his sister. The doctor told me what was going on. I called John. He said, I'm all in. He didn't have all the, you know how I am. And I was very sensitive on the issue because with the infection that I had in my jaw, as you may remember, I had to have a number of bone marrow transplants, uh, not bone marrow, but uh, bone grafts. Uh, there. And it was the second time that this particular company had done it. And it just, people are getting bone grafts when you have some serious mouth surgery, uh, when you're having backs, you know, in a number of places that it should be tested and people shouldn't be subject to death. So she got TB in the bones and it went to her brain and she died. So John and I are two people that work together on many things. And this is one thing that's very personal to us in Michigan because of the people that have been involved and we're going to get it done. 
Congresswoman Debbie Dingell, always a pleasure having you here on JR Morning. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks to the three of you. I love you, and I love listening to you. (laughs) Thank you. And you know that legislation uh, guy is named in honor of Chandra Isinga of Marion in Osceola County. She passed away uh, in August of last year from post-surgical tuberculosis Mm. after receiving an infected grant. So it's called the Chandra Isinga Human Cell and Tissue Product Safety Act. Can you imagine the family here? She died of what? Right. 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 This seems like common sense, so kudos to getting this through. And bipartisan as well. Yeah, Yeah, which happens a lot more than probably either side (laughs) lets us know sometimes. But it's good to see when we come back. The Department of Transportation wants your input. And they're willing to give you a little reward for it, or at least they were. Uh, We'll talk about how best to fund roads next on JR Morning. Time for Automotive Views, brought to you by Bridgestone. Getting people down the road matters, but getting generations down them, that's what really matters. Bridgestone. Visit whatreallymatters.com to learn more. Do you like going to the auto dealership to buy a new car? Maybe not, but would a company store really be a better experience? In the wake of Tesla's success as an EV maker and stock market phenomenon, many Tesla wannabes have popped up. They want to do only EVs, and most of them want to sell directly to consumers. But here's the thing. Building out a national retail and repair network is expensive, time-consuming, and not at all related to designing and manufacturing automobiles. Now, a couple of startups are rethinking that plan. Fisker had a long line of hand raisers for its ocean crossover, but it's been able to deliver far fewer than it's made. And Vietnamese startup VinFast is also taking on dealers to try to establish its brand in this market. Tesla is a -a one-of-a-kind company. Other new entries might be wise to find their own path and let someone else work with the customers. With this week's Automotive View, I'm Jamie Butters, host of the Daily Drive podcast and executive editor of Automotive News.